Good morning, and welcome to another episode of Ask Ellie Intuitive Insights and Your Questions Answered. This morning, July 14th, uh, welcome, welcome. It is Bastille Day in France, and we're also going to be talking about some other French things. So um, it's really an apropos day for this. And also, just to give you an introduction for those of you listening for the very first time, my name is Ellie Molina. I am your hostess. I'm an intuitive, psychic, educator, author, consultant, uh, and teacher, well, educator, teacher. And this morning, I'd like to welcome Deb into the studio, the live studio so far. And good morning, good morning, Deb. Thank you for being here. Today, we're going to be talking about epistemes. And Josie, good morning. Josie's entered the live studio also. And today, we're going to talk a little bit about epistemes. But before we do, um, I'm going to just go over a few astrological things that are happening for us. All right. So uh, tomorrow is a really great day in terms of astrology. We've got July 15th. We've got a sun trine Neptune. It's a great day for daydreaming and imagination. It's a great day for taking pictures. It's a great day to, it's a really wonderful day to let your imagination start roaming. And we do know that imagination is key in creating what it is that we want. So when we allow ourselves to go deeply into imagination, that is where the magic happens. And I say magic, but it's not really magic. Imagination is the power that is within us that allows for the creative force. We know that everything in this world has been imagined first before it came into creation. And so we can spend some time tomorrow, even just sitting on our own couches or on a park bench or in at the beach, anywhere beautiful, and just spend some time really quote unquote daydreaming, living in your imagination, seeing the things that you really want to see and have be real for you. Just allow yourself to give yourself space to have that imagination. Real quickly, I just want to share a little story with you. Uh, speaking of imagination, I recently worked with a very successful young entrepreneur. And I say young only because most people, when they reach um, their, their late 20s, are not clear with what they want, nor do are they, you know, not most people, let's just say. And not everybody um, is so successful that they're living a lifestyle that um, is quite amazing for just for somebody that chronological age. And so as we were talking, we were talking about, about her success and really what prompted her success. And she again told me the key in her own words. She goes, you know, I'm a really good daydreamer and I can imagine anything. I can imagine everything that I, everything that I have and that I'm doing in my business right now. I remember lying down in my bed and daydreaming and imagining it happening. And I saw it all and I saw it all real and I knew that it was going to happen for me. And that's what it took. 
that is the kind of belief that it takes to be able to imagine it and then believe that it is a knowingness that this is what's going to happen. And we all know that things work very differently than the way that we suspect and suspect them to. However, getting back Go back to imagination tomorrow. Spend the day imagining and having fun in it. Okay, and that means you can even start tonight. All right. Okay, welcome, Bobo, um, to the live call today, and Josie again, and Deb. And so um, if anybody has any questions, please type them in. But the next thing that I want to talk about is on the 17th of July, where we have the sun up opposing Pluto. So um, on this day, just be the observer. Uh, don't go, if, if, I mean, I'm not going to tell you what to do, only it, it would be a better day to just become an observer as opposed to just, you know, making your voice heard and winning, looking to win an argument and looking to be righteous. This is not the day to do it. If anything, you're just going to end up losing friends uh, okay, then the next day that we have on the calendar that's really going to be fun is on July 20th, which is the coming Tuesday. We have Mercury sextile Uranus, and this is a great day for innovations and presentations and putting forth um, think projects and ideas again that you've let's say that you've daydreamed into reality on the 15th, okay? So then a great day to actually put those into execution would be on the 20th. All right, so without uh, further ado, that's what's on the agenda for the astrology for this week, and um, let's get started. So if anybody has any questions today, please feel free to enter them into the chat, and I will then, or call in with your question, you need a headset to call in, and I will answer them. Otherwise, the topic for today is the new episteme, and... Um, it's episteme, and I keep getting, I keep getting confused when I say it myself. But it's an episteme. <laughs> All right, now the question is, what's an episteme? All right, let's go talk about what is an episteme. So, um, back in the day, not so long ago, um, Michael Foucault. Foucault. He is a, he was a famous philosopher, a linguist, and historian. And he worked with the concept of epistemes. And he taught that history um, of science is not singular, it's not linear, it's not a trajectory towards more knowledge, but it Science is really conversations and perspectives and discoveries and insights that disrupt the current cultural perspective. So we're going to come back to dissect that. There are historically only three major epistemes in over the last 800 years in Western European culture. So in order to understand the episteme, um, this is a conscious behavior of the culture and the unconscious behavior. So the conscious rules of society are the rules that we understand consciously, and then we make decisions according to them. Then the unconscious levels determine how we think, how we write, how we behave. And these are deeply, deeply embedded into our society and into our belief system. 
So let's take a look at the Middle Ages because that was when we had one of our um, last one of our last epistemes, and this was you know scientific knowledge that was known back in the day would be ridiculed today, and even things that were so ingrained into society. All of that today would be ridiculed and we'd say, well, that's really, you know, that's really, really wrong. Um, however, in the episteme, um, it's an unconscious rule that starts to govern the scientific conversations at a certain time. And it's what does and does not get taken seriously by the, by the scientific community. And so since it's unconscious, most of the people are not even aware of it because it follows unconscious rules that govern our behavior. So if you, let's say, for example, you want to look at how is this different from a paradigm. So a paradigm is conscious. You know, scientists and researchers are conscious of the knowledge and the behavior. The episteme is unconscious because the rules are deeply ingrained in our thinking. And this is where we are beginning, we are beginning a new episteme. It's, it's at the verge right now of coming into existence. And I'm going to come back and talk more about that. But a paradigm, for example, happens only in specific fields, like in history, linguistics, art, whereas the episteme encompasses all the facets of culture. It encompasses history and science. And a paradigm doesn't live very long. Um, there could be several paradigm shifts in a century. But according to Foucault, um, epistemes happen so very rarely that there have been only three in the last 800 years. Okay, so now, these again, since these are subconscious and unconscious, it's really challenging, you know, it's like we're living in it. So we're going to look around and say, well, let's take a look at how this is, how this is showing up in our life. Okay, so I'm just making sure that there are no questions here. Okay, so how is this showing up in our life? Well, firstly, it's showing up in science. And in science now, we have all of the conversations happening about the quantum field. This is a scientific conversation that is happening. We have, um, we have um, in science, we also have all of the various theories that revolve around quantum theory. Then we're looking at dimensionality in science. We're now looking at various dimensions that exist. And then in science and technology, we're looking now at dimensionality, we're looking at the quantum field, we're looking at computers, we're looking at artificial intelligence. In science, we're looking at manipulating genes, we're looking at um, stem cell, cut. we're looking at genetic modifications. So we are absolutely entering into this as more than a paradigm. Then in our money, we're looking at blockchain, we're looking at, um, we're looking at um, moving away from the idea of cash into, into the digital, into digital currencies. Um, let me see if I'm missing anything. And in art now, we're moving away. We're moving away from um, art in terms of the way that art had been known in the past. Now we're moving into digital art. We're moving into 
artificial intelligence, art, we're moving into NEFs. Um, so there is an entire new culture across the reference that is emerging right now, and it is all happening unconsciously. And so it is no longer a paradigm, but this is the beginning. We are now beginning to live in this new episteme, and it's, it's extremely exciting. Now, one of the things that I've noted on this is that culturally, there are groups of people that are now naming it, you know, the new earth. Okay, so now will it be known? We don't know what this is going to be known as historically. Because uh, when we, we're not going to be around. Okay, so, um, well, who knows, right? But in the most, for most part, we won't be in our physical bodies um, when this goes down in the history books. So we will not know what the name of this is going to be. Will it be known as the new earth? Will this episteme be known as um, the quantum the quantum error? Will it be known as the artificial intelligence? Will, you know, we don't have any idea what it's going to be termed as because we are in it right now. We are in the process of creating and living through this. And so, most people are not even aware that this is happening. They're just like, oh, this is just a regular day-to-day -day thing. And, and while it is a regular day-to-day -day thing, it is historically as important as the Industrial Revolution or the Industrial Age was historic, excuse me, historically um, hundreds of years ago. So this is where ordering the Dark Ages into the Renaissance. This is what we are living through right now is historically that important. We have, even in, in what has been known as pseudoscience, again, pseudoscience, um, pseudoscience, you know, we're talking about spirits and, and healers, and we're talking about channeling. Well, you know, the more that you keep reading in magazine articles or scientific journals, you're going to see that scientists are beginning to catch up now to, um, what pseudoscience has already proclaimed as as being real. So for example, the idea of channeling, the idea of communication across, you know, telepathy, all of these things are now neurosciences, neuroscience is finding a way to actually bring this into the realm of making it more plausible and believable for people who are highly skeptic and just feel that Everything has to be written by a scientist in a journal in order to be real. And um, there are many people, there are very, very many people on the planet that still have this belief system, even especially in Western culture, that if it's in the, if it's, if it's not scientifically um, confirmed and who are the scientists, you know, um, scientific journals, um, Harvard University, the institutes, if it is not officially published um, in an institutional journal, then it is not real. And so we really want to look at that and say, because we, we, those people listening to this podcast, for the most part, we know that that is not true. And at least it's not true in our belief and in our reality. And that is the beauty of also of this new episteme because in this new episteme, we are now emerging into a space where there are there is the acceptance 
of what we call parallel realities and that this is now becoming a conscious conversation that people can have with each other and somebody won't necessarily you know be stoning them or ridiculing them for having this for having these conversations so that is um, the easy version of the new episteme that we're living in right now that we're actually uh, that we're undergoing uh, the watered down easy version and for anybody who really wants to delve deeper in this um, hey head over to Michael Foucault's book and check out his research on epistemes and uh, there's also some YouTube videos available uh, if anybody's interested in um, exploring these topics further. So, um, okay. Question. Okay. Uh -huh. Thank you, Deb. Um, it is fascinating, especially as we live through this. And today I was thinking a little bit about channeling and how our current society sees channeling, um, as something so, I'm just going to say either something so, so wrong or something so skeptical. So we've got such an interesting take on, on channelers and on channeling. So when, it, when we talk to ourselves, okay, when we get messages from our higher self, that is okay and that that is deemed as acceptable and not in violation of any churchly or religious morals okay it's okay to to be sitting down meditating and have some information come to you and you can call that channeled and um that will all be okay then there are certain people that if they start to do this and start to channel, then it's not okay. All right. So it's just real fascinating because channelers and prophets have been with us since the evolution of man. This goes back to before the Bible. This goes back to before we started AD. This goes back to you talk about tribes. You talk about any place where there have been clans of emerging groups of people becoming aware and conscious and you will find that there has always been somebody who has who has channeled you know if you go back and look at the earliest clans and the earliest traces of humans living together in cultures as a group there will be a shaman or there will be a tribe master or there will be a spirit leader there will be somebody so historically we have always had channelers. Again, it's important that we realize that we are not to give our power away. This is my opinion. You can give your power away to anybody. Um, but um, I lost my, my, trend, my thought over here. You can give your power away to anybody. That is your choice. Okay. However, when we do claim our power for ourselves, this is always... Um, the best place to start. Okay. Um, all right. Um, I just got a question here and I'm going to go follow this. According to predictions that 
brother Eric has been making for years, the water and food storage shortage wars should start within the next three to four years, and total world upheaval will soon follow. Civilized life as we know it should be ending soon as we fight over the last remaining scraps to survive. I saw this posted on Facebook. What are your thoughts? Okay, thank you. Um, okay, Josie, you're asking me for my thoughts. Remember, my thoughts. So this gets into, this gets into, these are my thoughts. This is my personal opinion. It is nothing else. It's not written in stone. It's not dogma. It's not um, the word of God. It is just my personal opinion. So um, if we look at it from a scientific point of view, if we look at it scientifically, then we know that in quantum physics, whatever we look at, whatever we look at becomes our reality. So basically what you see, you perceive, that is your reality. So if we look at, um, if we look at, Oh, a world where there is water and food shortage and where there are going to be world wars and total chaos and upheaval and civilization is going to fall into ruins. Well, you know, this has been a biblical prophecy also from the get-go since the New Testament appeared. And so um, for some people, for some people, this not as a collective whole. This may become their reality. They may be living in an area because you just think about it right now. There are countries right now um, where we are living today, modern day today, where there is water shortage and there is food shortage, where there is upheaval and world chaos. Think of Syria. Now you don't hear about all of these things right now because we're, you know, we're living here and the news that we get is, um, provided to us by large corporations. And so um, there's going to be a lot of news that you're not going to get, and you're going to have to go to look for that. But for example, right now, as so many people are living in opulence and making so much money and um, doing really, really well in the stock market and going up into outer space with other billionaires, there are people on this planet who are currently lacking food, lacking water, living in filth, living in disease, living in war-ravaged areas. And so um, this is my opinion. Whatever we put our focus on and where we focus, that is what is going to be happening for us. So um, I can't tell you what Brother Eric's reality is going to look like nor can I tell you what will happen in civilization because um, in my reality, where I'm going to be, where I'm putting my focus is that I will not live in a world where that's not going to be part of my creation. So, um, and it won't be the creation of many people. And then you'd have to look again, like who, I don't know who brother Eric is and I don't know his motives for this. Um, and I don't know his intentions or his predictions. I know absolutely nothing about it. However, um, just like in a nutshell, what he's talking about already exists in some parts of the world. So we don't have to really, you know, look too far. So I don't know if that answered your question. Um, again, we, we really do create our reality based on our imagination 
and where we find ourselves, you know, and our circumstances based on our belief system and, again, our imagination. Um, hi, Elfie777 from Vermont. Um, and thank you, Deb, for that, for that, um, for that comment. I'm going to share a story with you. Um, I met, I knew, a, I never knew her personally, but when I lived in Washington state, there was a time where a lot of people in the area that I was living in believed that we were heading to doomsday and they followed, uh, the teachings of a particular leader who predicted that there was going to be food shortage, water shortages, um, that they needed to live under the ground in their bunkers. And so a number of people started building bunkers and also started to living, started creating um, storage units. And so there was a particular woman who, and I mean, this is just such a sad story that it's, it's, it's ironic and it's, in, in, in the telling of it. So there was a woman that lived in this community who was highly, highly fearful that she wasn't going to have enough food, she wasn't gonna have enough water, so she had created a really big storage unit um, in the ground. And one, and of course it was hidden because she was afraid that if anybody knew where her storage unit was, they would come and ravage it when the, when the the time came and the big destruction started. So she went to put some more items into her food storage and something happened. Nobody was there to know exactly what had happened, but she slipped into her food storage and she fell in head first and broke her neck. So when she did not appear for a while in her community, her friends, family, people went to look for her and they found her body in her food storage unit. She had fallen in. And so there was, I mean, this is, a, it's like, you know, this is a nasty story. This is, you know, a disaster story. Only her fear, her fear led to her death that she wasn't going to have enough, you know, that she had built this storage unit that only she could reach. And, you know, I just found it here she was preparing for a future that she wanted to live in that would be, you know, she would be protected from doomsday and she ends up dying in her own food storage. So it's ironic and very, very sad at the same time. And so, again, we really have to be so careful with what we choose to believe. You know, for if you want to believe that you can have a wonderful life and that you can have the job of your dreams and you can have... Um, anything at all that you really, really want, well, then that's where your attention, your focus, your conversations, that's, that's where that goes. And you stay away from things that encourage fear, that encourage lack. Um, because even reading this kind of a post, Josie, is upsetting. You know, the fact that, oh my God, in three to four years, there's going to be upheaval. What are we going to do? Let's worry about the future. What if, what if, what if that really happens? You know, um, what if we have to start saving food? Yeah. Okay. And, um, so save food, save food for years, see what happens. Um, see if you'll need it and if you'll still be good enough to eat. So again, it's perspective it's where you're at mentally. It's where you're at in your belief system. 
And do I see this happening for the collective whole? No, I don't. Um, just like when we started the pandemic, everybody was predicting that this was going to be the end and, you know, all of these horrible things were going to happen. And you know what? It was business as usual. Okay, sure. Now we have some other stuff that's as a result of this pandemic, you know, we're going into a different era politically where we have inflation showing up now. And, but we saw this coming for those people, you know, people saw this, it was, um, we saw where this was going. And if you didn't see where it was going, then again, maybe we were just looking in the opposite direction. But um, that's, again, that is my opinion. So the rising gas prices were predictable. The um, shortage of food, you know, in the supermarkets because of crops and, and um, products is predictable. Will this be the end? No, absolutely not. Will we suffer through an inflationary stage, an inflation stage? Yeah, most likely. But again, it won't be the first time in history that we've gone through this, and nor will it be the last time. So choose where you want to stay on this, um, Josie, and choose you know, if you want to stay in fear and start gathering and storing food, that's your prerogative. But if you also want to stay in the space where there's an abundance of air, there's abundance of water, there's an abundance of love, there's an abundance of light, that will also become your next reality. Okay. Um, any questions before we end this today? This has been very interesting. Um, I love your questions and um, yeah. Any questions, any comments, any thoughts before we end for this Wednesday? Okay. All right. Okay. So with that, um, what I'd love to do is wish you all a really wonderful rest of the week. Focus on the things that you want to have happen in your life. Go out tomorrow, sit on your park bench, um, daydream, sit in your backyard, visualize the life that you want to have for yourself and go for it. So much love to you all, many blessings, and thank you all for being here today with me. All right, take care. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you.